0: My name is Eric Olkin. I am Managing Editor for Digital Operations at the Philadelphia Media Network. I work in the newsroom and I oversee a team of journalists responsible for our digital storytelling and projects. Previously, actually two roles ago, I was executive director for digital strategy. Among other things, I oversaw the product team at Philly.com. And that is the capacity that I was in at the start of our project together.
1: Cool. Now, we were together. So this was like mid, we started in mid 2015. Can you tell everybody a little bit about what are the things that you were looking to do that caused you to hire, you know, hire outside for it? What, what were the problems with the site? What are the things you needed to solve? Things like that.
0: Well, I think our main issue at philly.com was the fact that we had a, we had a non-responsive site. We had a, a mobile site that was a really sort of inadequate subset of the functionality and breadth of the uh, desktop at philly.com. And we knew we needed to move in the direction of responsive web design to be able to address our audience as it was shifting rapidly from a desktop-based audience to mobile devices. So that was the, that was a driving goal behind the redesign. We had a lot of sort of smaller goals within that, including making the site a little bit more, a little faster, a little easier to navigate, we had a number of, of sort of subsidiary goals, but the main one was make it as uh, functional and as as easy to use on a mobile device as it was on a desktop.
1: Yeah, cool. Can you talk a little bit about what the organization was like at that time? I mean, like, how was the organization structured? Is is that at all was that at all tied to the kind of site that you had? Was there anything that you wanted to be able to change in that in that mix?
0: So at the time that we started the process, Philly.com was a separate newsroom from the Inquirer and the Daily News. We are all together in one space now. And I think to some extent, our our goal was to improve the sort of the brand clarity between or among the three news brands under the PMN umbrella, Philly.com, the Philadelphia Inquirer and the Philadelphia Daily News. And in moving to One Newsroom, which was already sort of in the plan as we were um, embarking on this project, I think we, you know, we knew we, we wanted to build a site that would be sort of an umbrella for all of the great uh, journalism that's produced by journalists in, in all three places when, when we were finally in One Newsroom and working together.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Let's talk a little bit about the sort of reaching out to other agencies and trying to get some outside help on it. What are some things that were important to you in finding a partner to work with and finding somebody who could help, you know, help move all that stuff forward?
0: Well, among other things, we saw design as a as an ongoing process. We we really felt strongly that we did not want to do a redesign in the in the conventional sense because we knew we would be back, you know, in a year and a half or two. Two years looking for another redesign. Mm. That is to say, we, we didn't want to take the, the sort of very static problem set and solve just those problems and then call it done. We wanted to be able to, to build a, a flexible design structure and language and to really learn from uh, whichever partner we selected how to kind of take ownership of that and make it into something that we could evolve so that we're really sort of in perpetual redesign mode as opposed to the one and done redesigns that uh, we have done uh, often in the past.
1: Yeah, gotcha. And we ended up with sort of a weird mix at the end there, or at least certainly one that was a bit non-traditional. So you ended up hiring Super Friendly and Happy Cog as a joint team to work with you on, on kind of moving the site forward. Talk a little bit about how that happened, and maybe from your side of it.
0: Sure. So, I mean, we, uh, you know, my my recollection is that you guys were both initially, you were both sort of bidders or potential bidders. Mm-hmm. Uh, through mutual contacts, uh, it was clear that you were both bidding on this, and that there was some uh, some thought that uh, maybe a joint bid made more sense. And and from our perspective, while we cer- certainly you know weren't anticipating that you know as we as we started talking with you and with uh, your counterparts at happycon you know the sort of the complementary nature of your skill sets sort of um, became apparent to us i think yeah. you know one of the things that that we appreciated aside from the fact that you guys were the only uh, local shop that was sort of a finalist for us. And being local to Philadelphia made a lot of sense to us, especially as we were sort of thinking about looking to learn and to really sort of work side by side with our design partner. Beyond that, I think there was this sort of this sense that, you know, what HappyCon brought to the table, you know, in my recollection was a, was the the sort of the structure and the uh, process and a, you know, a deep technical capability, you know, you guys assembled, you know, a, a great group of design thinkers and and people who really sort of got under the hood in our, and our, and understood our problems. And and I think that collaboration, you know, worked really well.
1: Awesome. I remember uh, sitting in the HappyCog office the day that the proposal was due, and I'm typing away furiously on the proposal and, and they're doing the same thing. And I remember looking over and going... You on proposal? And I said, yeah, the question on proposal. And we ended up talking about it and it ends up we're t- bidding on the same thing. And so I remember, I remember giving you a call and saying, hey, we just found out that we're, we're pitching against each other here, and that we could team up and do something really great here. Are you open to it? And I remember you graciously saying, yeah, I, I'd love to see what that looks like. And so I guess, as they say, the, the rest is history. So, we decide that we're all going to do this project together. You know, how, how do we do? How, like, so you talked about the kind of the promise of what we had talked about in that sales process about here's how we would like to work and here's how you would like to work. And it seems like those things match up. Did that come to fruition during the course of the project? And maybe talk a little bit about your recollection of how we work together, maybe talk about the roles on, on your side. And I can say, you know, about some of the roles that we had on our side too.
0: Sure. So, you know, I think what we what we brought to the to the collaboration was a small but uh, dedicated product team, a, a handful of developers who were going to sort of take on the the code base and be able to sort of continue to evolve it. One design lead. So, you know, we're not a we're not a really big team, and I think that's why we knew that we needed some help in this project. So where I think we sort of, we started out with a really deep discovery process where you guys came in and and led us through some exercises to kind of get a sense of what the brands meant to, to us and what we thought that they meant to our audience you know, to really look at, you know, all of the kinds of content, the journalism that we produce and how it might, you know, best be represented, you know, and I think what we, we, in the discovery process, you know, we really sort of, we were happy to be led. And I think where, you know, over time, I, I feel like we sort of, we took a more active role, but I think initially it was good to have somebody who had done this before and was able to, you know, share with us some best practices around, you know, how do you get from that sort of, you know, vague idea of I want to, you know, I have this goal and I want to I, I work toward uh, solving that goal to an actual sort of physical kind of design that's represented in code that, that we can actually sort of play with and, and continue to evolve. So there was this, um, you guys had the blueprint and you guys gave us some insight into how to kind of take that and, and run with it.
1: Cool. You know, as I kind of recall how we how we laid out the whole thing, what we all decided together was a bit unconventional than, than, say, the typical redesign process where we redesign the homepage and a handful of templates, and then we design them and we build them and then we launch them and then, you know, and then good luck. Uh, we took a more iterative approach together where I think, if I remember correctly, we did them all as one kind of one template at a time, rolling them out kind of one template at a time too. So at a, at some point, you know, when we had this new site on the side of the main site, we had, you know, a, a new article template with the old channel and home pages. And then once we got once we got the new channel pages done, rolled those out too. So it was this kind of iterative rollout starting with mobile and then kind of rolling out more to desktop as we learned more about those things. How did that work for you and the and the rest of the team? And how did you see that working for users and readers of, of Philly.com and the other properties?
0: Well, I think I think generally it worked well. It was definitely the you know the right idea to to release a sort of a, a an early kind of beta. I think we we did the article page first, mm-hmm. we got some feedback, some really valuable feedback from users about what was working and what wasn't. And we incorporated some of that feedback into future versions. You know, launching the mobile or sort of relaunching the mobile side of Philly.com first was also helpful, and and it you know it gave us some confidence that that we were you know we were we were solving some of those problems for mobile users. Where I think you know, quite frankly, I think we um, we went went a little bit wrong is in the re-release of the full Philly.com. I think we underestimated the extent to which the changes that we made to the homepage might have confused users. We did, you know, we, we did test the homepage. We tested the homepage on mobile. We tested it with a small number of people on desktop. But I think what we learned, I think after the re-release was that the changes were significant enough that we, you know, we needed to, we needed to prepare people a little bit better than we had. That said, you know, we made some adjustments and this is part of what we had really hoped to be able to do is to, you know, See you know what was working, what wasn't, and sort of quickly tune the site to uh, to improve the performance. and And I think we 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 did that pretty well. We struggle still, I think, with this notion of sort of the continuous redesign because it's there is sort of a natural inclination to call it done. But at the same time, one of the things that I think is valuable is that we have this sort of this toolbox, um, if you will, this uh, collection of sort of building blocks that we can use to, to create new things and to rearrange things without having to go totally back to the drawing board. So that is that has been useful, and, and we are even now talk, talking about some ways that we can, um, can use those building blocks to create, for example, uh, new section fronts that we hadn't contemplated when we were initially working on the redesign project
1: cool. That's so awesome to hear. I mean, one of the things that is my favorite about being a reader of philly.com is that there are things that I see on the site, you know, every couple of days or, or every couple of weeks where I'm like, Oh, we didn't make that, <laughs> you know, that wasn't a, a piece of the thing that we handed off. And it's cool to see how the site itself is evolving, especially after, you know, having read philly.com for years, not having seen it evolve at all. And now kind of seeing these small tweaks in navigation and language and blocks and how things are being arranged and content, you know, being, being presented. It's kind of cool to see that as someone who worked on it, but also someone who who is an actual reader of it. So, I mean, you mentioned some interesting things about the homepage not being, I guess, contextualized enough for, for users. Hindsight being twenty twenty, what are some things that you would want to do differently if you, if you had done it again?
0: Well, I think probably we would have really allowed ourselves um, some more time for you know, for one-on-one user testing, I think that would have yielded some valuable insights that we didn't get through the sort of the wider beta. We did get a lot of good feedback, but I think what what's sometimes difficult is to understand sort of the why of, you know, what we can measure, we can track behaviors, we can ask people questions, but until we actually sort of see people using the product, I think we don't always sort of understand sort of what their real motivations and what um, what they're doing on our on our site that's leading them, for example, to be frustrated or to not find what they're looking for.
1: Last piece about the process part that I just kind of want to get your thoughts on. Um, I mentioned it being kind of an unconventional way to kind of go about this and, and roll it out. One other piece that was unconventional was the way that we addressed aesthetic and conceptual directions. So we started the site by going really quickly into moving pages that we knew are fairly known quantities, article pages, channel pages. And we didn't do a ton of exploration on the aesthetic and just sort of figured, okay, iteratively, we can release new pieces of this. And I remember one of the iterations purely just being, we're going to update the typefaces all over the site. And then as a separate piece, concurrently, we sort of worked on, you know, what we called concept cars of, okay, here's, here are different concepts of what philly.com could be. Some of them had different aesthetics. Some of them, some of them had different audiences or content strategies. How did that resonate for you and your team? I mean, is that something that worked well? Is that something that felt too separate? What did you think about that? I liked the approach.
0: I mean, I think there were a lot of interesting ideas presented and I I do think it's, yeah, concept car is sort of like that. It does seem like the, um, the right way to describe it, because it, it really, it really sort of spoke to, you know, aspiration, and it showed that I think there, that you guys had listened well to what we were trying to to say, to put into words about what we hope to become, and at the same time, you know, we knew, and and you had sort of laid this out for us, and warned us in the in, in the outset that this experiment or this process would not probably yield sort of immediately actionable. Things that we could, you know, take and launch right away. And we were, you know, we were open to that in part because I think we wanted to see sort of what is the, you know, what does the future, what might the future look like? And so I think there were some interesting concepts, you know, that we still have and that we will look at and take some inspiration from as we move ahead.
1: Cool. Well, we're we're just about a year out from when we last st- started working together. So all you know, all said and done, how did how did it go? As you look back at you know, at the time having a separate mobile site, now you have a full <laughs> responsive site. Is your team working differently? Like, what are metrics look like? You know, maybe talk about how it's been over the last year.
0: Well, the move to responsive web. Is a pretty big one, and you know, I think you know there were definitely some things that we underestimated in terms of complexity. I think integrating our our advertising map was um, was a lot more difficult than we thought it would be, and I think we're still making some adjustments. We, I think, did succeed to some extent in in building a site that felt more sort of unified, felt more like you know we weren't giving people totally different experiences depending on what device they were using there was a there was a sort of a consistency of experience and in that i think we also improved some things like our ability to, to really make our content go viral was something that we really struggled with, I think, uh, previously when it existed under multiple URLs and there were, you know, there were canonical tags and, and links between them and things like that. But the truth is that it's a lot easier to, to get something to propagate through the social web when it exists on a single URL. The experience is, is consistent across devices, and it's optimized for sharing, which our, our new pages really were in in a, in a way that the that the old pages totally weren't. So you know we have have seen a a boost in some of the um, the sharing uh, I would say sharing potential on some of the some of the stories that really resonate with people.
1: Uh, cool. Last question for you, Eric, as we sort of round out. Advice for clients that are looking to work with Superfriendly. Like what, what should they be looking out for? What should they be looking for? What are some things that they can expect during the process to go well or, or or not so well?
0: Well, I mean, I think they can be looking for some really thoughtful people who are very good at, you know, I don't know what the right word is, customer service, client management. Definitely felt like, you know, the lines of communication were always open. There was a level of i think trust and an informality maybe maybe that's not the right word but it you know it felt like you know we were able to talk about problems before they became problems in in a you know in a legal sense <laughs> <laughs> And we, and we were able to sort of to compromise on some things. And, and, and there was, I think, a, um, a level of sort of uh, mutual respect that, in truth, I haven't always felt in dealing with, with contractors or with vendors or, or with uh, agencies.
1: Awesome. Eric, thank you so much for sharing these thoughts. Super valuable and, and super great to talk to
0: you. Sure. My pleasure.